Peter chapter 2. And when you get to chapter 2, please go to verse 17. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. Hallelujah. I know you just sat down, but when you find that place, please stand back up if you have the ability to. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 2. Hallelujah. Verse 17. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. Again, I greet each and every one of you in the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one that has given us the victory. Amen. No matter what it looks like, feel like, no matter what you're going through. Amen. We're talking about in due season earlier in our giving, amen. If we faint not, amen, in due season, amen, we shall reap, amen. We shall reap, we shall reap. Hallelujah, amen. First Peter chapter 2, hallelujah, verse 17 says, Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Today we're going to continue in the message of last week on honoring others. And we dealt with our love. Say, my love. We understand that we got to have his love before it can become our love, that we may love, amen, others. And we see here the, the uh, Peter is speaking here. He said he's teaching us to honor all men. He says, love the brotherhood, amen. And he says, fear God and honor the king, amen. That's what we're going to uh, teach on today, and that's what we're going to learn about even more today as we were last week, amen. Look at your neighbor, give him a high five, and say it's all about him. You may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king. Amen. Ain't talking about me either. I'm talking about him. His name is Jesus. It's all about him. What a joy it is, again, to be in the house of the Lord, as I said earlier. And we're going to move forward in the word of the Lord of this morning. I want to pick up where we left off on last week, um, talking and declaring uh, this in 1 Peter chapter 2. We're going to go to some other places today. We will go to the book of Romans and also the book of Hebrews and maybe one or two other places, amen, before we get out of here today. Uh, I just want to say to everyone, uh, I'm so thankful and grateful for each and every one of you, all that you do for the kingdom of God. And God, uh, he, he sees your labor of love. He truly does. He sees your labor of love. And I thank God that he is such a helper, amen, that not only does he give me the help of the Holy Spirit, he not only gives me the help of my wife, but he also gives me the help of a congregation that loves him. And I'm telling you, we could not do what we do if it was without you, amen, without him and also without you. We are his hands and feet in the earth, and I just want to encourage you in the things of the Lord, amen. We're living in a time where we got to make some critical decisions about what is important in our lives And I'm here to tell you, um, it's not going to get any easier of how to make that decision. I mentioned a week or so ago that uh, uh, either we're going to be on the Lord's side or or we're going to be on the out. Amen. It's a hot or cold uh, type uh, of thing. That's what he says. You know, I'd rather for you to be one another, but don't be lukewarm. He said, I'd rather for you to be hot or be cold. And we want to be hot. Amen. We want to be on fire. I don't know about you. When I was coming up, I always wanted to be hot. I always wanted to be on fire. Amen. See, I'm a new creature in Christ. I got saved. I can still be hot. Amen. I want to be hot for him. Amen. I want to be hot for Jesus. Too hot to try, baby. Ha! Amen. Hallelujah. Let's get on back in this word here. Amen. I'm about ready to take y'all out of here. Amen. <laughs> But we want to be so faithful and, and, and honor him, 
continuing in all that we do and all that we say. We want people to be able to look at our lives and know that we serve a, a living God, amen, a risen king, amen. Uh, we don't serve some dead, phony, funky God, amen, but we serve a living God, amen. And, and, and he lives on the inside of us. This is what we must understand and realize in our lives. Again, um, we're going to pick up where we were at last week. We talked about honoring others. Uh, my love, my love. We, we spoke that Peter here, the book of Peter, First and Second Peter, uh, Peter uh, spoke to us uh, about the persecution that was, that how we were supposed to carry ourselves in the midst of the times that we were living in. And he spoke to the Christians. He says, you're like strangers and foreigners in this land, like you're passing through. But three things that we learned last week that kind of set us uh, to prepare to, to move forward that how to learn how truly to honor other people. There was three things. We got to understand who I was before Christ. I got to understand what, who and what I was before Christ. And, and, and we look at two and one. He says, wherefore, laying aside all malice, uh, all guile, all hypocrisies and envies, and all evil speakings. Then he says, um, verse 2 deals with uh, uh, who I now am in Christ. He says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word of God, that we may grow thereby. If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Then look down at verse 9 here. We see here, he says, but ye are a chosen generation. See, there's one thing to know uh, uh, who I used to be, but who am I now? Uh, amen. I'm a new creature in Christ. Amen. Uh, look here, verse 9 says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth what? The praises of him who have called you out of what? Darkness into his marvelous light. I thank God I'm in the light now. Amen. Everybody else been out. He called us out. Amen. See, everybody else came out, but I was called out. Amen. There's a difference than you coming out versus him. What calling you out? Everybody that come out, they don't come out in the darkness. Nuh-uh. He called us out of the darkness. Amen. And I want us to understand that into his marvelous light. Amen. And we thank you that he is the one through Jesus Christ that he, he lit our life. He gave us life. And not only life, but he gave it to us more abundantly. Amen. Now, as I was going back over my notes this morning to prepare myself as a, as a passing review, I thought about the scripture in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. We're very familiar with it. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A, a new creature. Old things are what? Passed away. And be old, all things have become new. Now, think about this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any man is in Christ. See, that speaks of a new position in him. You know what I'm saying? This speaks of, what I'm saying is we're talking about three things. What I used to be, amen, how I used to, how I used to carry myself, how I carry myself. Now, we got to understand that when we got saved, that there was a transition that took place. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, amen, see, I, I, I get a new position. Now, I'm not in the same position that I used to be in. Not only that, I get a new behavior or a new character. If any man be in Christ, he is what? A new what? Creature. Amen. I don't have the same character that I used to have. Amen. It's a around, amen, but it got to stay down, but I've been called, I'm not only, see, when I was in the darkness, I had a different position. I had a different creature, a creature a mentality and a mindset, but now I've been called out into the marvelous light. I can't be in the same position that I used to be in. You know what I'm saying? I can't have the same character that I used to operate in, but not only that, he says, old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. Now I'm in the light, I have a new life, amen? So I have a new position, new character, 
and a new life in Christ. And this is what Peter was doing with them, uh, mother. He was, he was explaining to them and teaching them that now that you have a, a, a new position, a new character, and a new life, amen, that you, you must learn how to behave yourself because now you're light in the midst of darkness. You're light in the midst of darkness. And this honoring others, this is what this is all about. How do we honor other people? As Christians, as men and women of God, how do we honor those? See, some of us, many of us have all have been called out, but we still got family members that are in darkness. Let me bring it to your house. You still got children that are in the darkness. You know what I'm saying? You, still, you, you got family members and loved ones that are in the darkness. But see, but we must understand, although they in the dark and we in the light, we got to learn how to operate. Amen. We got to learn how to behave ourselves in the dark. You can't be in the light acting like you in the dark. Uh, <laughs> if they gonna come out the dark to the light, amen. You no, nah, no, nah, you ain't going back in the dark to bring them out. Uh-uh. See, because you got to understand, you didn't bring yourself out. He brought you out, amen. See, when you understand that, you don't go back into the darkness. You don't act like they act in the darkness, amen. You stay out in the light so that they can see, amen, your good works and what glorify your Father which is in heaven. Because all they got to do, they got to get to the point of what they got to glorify the Son. And if they're gonna glorify the Son. They got to glorify the Father. And as soon as we realize that we can glorify the Son and the Father, guess what? You get ready to get snatched out of the dark. They got to see every top got to stand on his own bottom. They can hide up in the dark all they want to. Come out, come out wherever you are. Amen. And the way you get out is Christ. I've, I've taught the house. Amen. I've, I've stopped trying to, to, to worry, you know, the work fix. Amen. Work out, fix out on only what he can do. Amen. Only what he can work out. Amen. I'm stopped trying. I don't worry about things anymore. And I just bring it and I give it unto the Lord because worry is sin. It's sin. So I don't worry about things, but I do come into the Lord. Amen. Those things that, that, that I have things that bother me just like things that bother you. And you don't understand what's going on and why it's going on. Amen. But God knows all things. He knows all people. He knows the heart of all men and women. Amen. And so I go to him. Amen. I say, God, I, I put him on the altar. God, that's all I can do, Father. And I know, Father, that you desire that every man, amen, that no man should perish, that every man should have everlasting life. I know it's your desire that they should be saved. I know it's your desire that they should be come out of the darkness into the marvelous light. And, and so, so we understand these things. And so the Lord thy God, he wants us to understand how to walk in the newfound light that we're in. That other people that we can honor, even those that are still in the darkness. And as we honor them, even in their mentalities and their mindsets, that they can see Christ on the inside of us. They can see that they can now they can have hope in the same God that we have hope in. Amen. See, see, that's who the same God that brought us out would be the same God that would bring them out. Amen. Amen. And that's that's my desire. God, bring them out. I know you can bring them out, God, because you what? You brought me out. Amen. That's my evidence. I ain't got to look at what you did for somebody else. My evidence is what you did to old wicked old me. Old cricket, old backbiter, stabber, womanizer, dope dealer, dope user. Amen. What you done for me, God. And I know you can break me out and, and, and not only break and bring me out, but you can keep me. I, I mentioned last week, look, I don't look, look, I don't have no way back out. I'm in to stay. You hear what I'm saying? There is no way back out. So let's look at a few things here that we talked about last week. We said who I used to be before Christ. We've seen that. Who I am after Christ. And the third thing we, we're talking about is my behavior. Uh, how I am to be honest amongst the Gentiles. Look at First Peter, uh, uh, verse 11. First uh, Peter, 
uh, 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 let me see here. Where, where am I? Better? Yeah. He says, dearly beloved, I beseech you. Amen. Two and, and 11. First Peter two and 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lust, which war against what? The soul. Having your conversation or your behavior honest among the Gentiles that whereas they speak what against you as evildoers that they may be your what that they may uh, be your good works which they shall what behold uh, and look glorify God in the days of visitation submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake whether it be to the king as supreme or verse 14 or unto governors as they that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. So you see this, it's about well-doing. It's about well-doing. When we honor other people, he said, that's well-doing. You're doing well. When you honor other people, amen, when we honor even those, the kings, the governors, those that he has established. We're going to go over to Romans 13 this morning and find out that all, um, uh, all authority was established of God. We're going, we're going to see these things. Now, I'm not going to do too much of a passion review from last week, but we learned about uh, the husband and the wife. We learned about how uh, we're to honor one another. You know, we, we, we got specific about that, the woman and the man, how we're to love one another. Now, we know uh, also that we deal with, there's three areas, and I've taught on this before, there's three areas of three, I like to call them three realms of authority that we operate in uh, primarily. One is, somebody said, the domestic authority. Amen. This is this is in the home, and we see there's a lot of domestic abuse going on everywhere. NFL, AFL, whatever you want to say, folks acting the fool nowadays. But the domestic uh, uh, authority. Uh, then we say civil authority. That's our society. That's where we uh, honor our government leaders, our workplaces. This is the civil police, the schools, the public places that we operate and flow in. And then, of course, the spiritual authority. Of course, this is the house of God, the church, and how we honor one another, how we honor the man or woman of God, how we how we bless. Bless one another and honor, uh, it says, uh, love the brotherhood. And so we, we see these three types of realms that we operate in. And we dealt uh, mostly with the domestic realm on last week about honoring uh, how the husband and the wife are to honor one another according to the word of God. Then we also dealt a little bit also in the uh, realm of the civil realm where it talks about the masters and the servants and the servants and the masters, how they are to treat and to honor one another here in First Peter uh, chapter 2. Uh, I want to uh, say this un until you, that as we uh, move forward here, um, uh, I want to just get some nuggets because I did not speak of this last week uh, about the, how the children, the Bible teaches us that how the children are to honor uh, their parents, you know, that they may have, it says what to obey your parents in the Lord, you know, to obey children, obey your parents, amen, that, that you may have long life, amen, so no matter how old we get, amen, that we, if as long as our parents, I, I put it this way, living or dead, we should always do our best to honor them, amen. We should do our best to honor, amen, although they didn't give you the best upbringing that you deserved and all of those types of hurts and things that you went through, you, you still want to be able to have in your heart because God has called us to do such a thing, to honor, to honor the mother, to honor the father. He said that there may be long life, that you may have long life. And then it tells the, the children, you know, again, not only the children to obey their parents and us to honor, uh, uh, all of us to honor our parents, uh, then it takes it to... Uh, a whole nother level here uh, uh, where uh, we are not only to respect them and to to honor them, amen, we are to be a, a blessing uh, uh, unto them. 
until, until our mothers and our fathers. And let me say this to you. This is not only dealing, I believe, not only with our uh, natural fathers. I believe also in the spiritual realm. We're going to get there today. Let me say this until you. It speaks specifically. It takes it to another level where it says, fathers, do not provoke your children unto wrath. And so we know that even in this relationship, not only do the children have a responsibility, but the parents have a responsibility. And it's always the Bible really gives a, uh, uh, it majors on that male. Because the Bible says that the children are an inheritance for the Lord, but it also says the errors are like, uh, 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 our children are like errors in the hand of a what? A mighty man. Amen. And because us men, we're the one that shoot them. Amen. Don't get me wrong. We, we, we have our wives. They assist us uh, in so many ways. But it's us men that, that, that direct our children. We have influence upon them. And don't worry, we all mold them. But it's something he says. He said they're, they're like an a, a, a error in the hand of a mighty man. Amen. This is, and, and what we as parents need to be, particularly us men, we need to be mighty men. We need to be mighty men. They need to see us be mighty men. Amen. Mighty men of valor. They, they need to see that in us because it's somehow uh, the, the young lady and the young man, they, they look, I tell you, they always, they look to their mothers, but they look up to the fathers. You know what I'm saying? They look to the mothers, but they look up to the fathers. They, they truly do that. Whether you, you can beat whatever drum you want to be, you, you can see, look, uh, a, a father won't even be in the life of the child but that child still looks up to that daddy. I mean, they might not show up, but one time a year, but they want to see their daddy. They want to look up to their daddy. They want to, you know, they esteem their fathers. And many times we get all bit out of shape. I, I can understand, you know what I'm saying? Boy, I, I'm with you all year long. Anytime he show up, you act the fool, amen? <laughs> and I've been sowing and I've been loving you, amen? And I've been doing all of these things. But it shows us the power of parents and it shows us the power of a father and of a dad here. Now, today we're going to move forward. I just wanted to, to make sure because that's all up under the domestic. I wanted to get the children, and I also wanted to uh, get how important the fathers are, and certainly also the mothers as well, uh, important to the lives of the children. Please turn with me to Romans chapter 13. I want us to uh, uh, move over there um, today. I want us to understand that this dimension of this realm, uh, this civil realm, we spoke some on last week, but I want you to see this, and most of us should be familiar with this particular text, Romans chapter 13. We've been here before. But I want us to uh, really understand that how we're subject to the higher powers. Now, our foundation of scripture was honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. See, this is talking about the Christian submission to higher powers uh, is the theme of that verse. The Christian submission to higher, higher powers is our respect for authority uh, in our lives and in our realm that we operate and flow in. Uh, I have a brother uh, here. He, he tells me how uh, with his business that how he goes beyond uh, what the average person does with his business. And he honors his clients. They may ask him to do something. And he let them know where he's at all along the way. He keeps them in line. You know, he keeps them. And it's nothing that he has to do. He could say, hey, I'm going to be here by such and such and make that agreement and so be it. But no, he's a type person that calls them along the way saying, hey, I'm two hours away. I'm one hour away. I'm going to deliver this thing. And, and that type and what he's doing, he's honoring the people that he's working for. I mean, and see, and then that honor builds such a trust in them. 
It don't have anything to do if they're Christian or not. You see what I'm saying? But it's because of who we are. It's because we've been called out and we got the attitude of gratitude. We're going to honor those that don't even honor themselves. And, and so we can see this uh, in our workplaces, on our jobs, uh, uh, what we serve, if we're serving other people. You know, you can run into some nasty people out here in these streets. I mean some nasty folks, man. I'm talking about, but, but we got to learn how, in particular, those folks out there driving. Lord have mercy. Amen. <laughs> but you got to learn how to be patient, man. I mean, I done, man, I, I done had folks drive up behind me, aside me and everything. I said, boy, I better keep it cool because, look, if I, if I strike this match right here, it's going to be on. Amen. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be on. I just say, oh, Lord, I just, I just let, let them go on and act the fool. They blowing the horn behind you or whatever. I just gone on and let them act the fool. I pray for them or whatever. But I'm not going to get out to where they're at. That's where road rage come up in there. Amen? You know, you, it take two to tangle. You know what I'm saying? So look, you rage on out and I'm moving on down. Keeping my eyes on the road, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because I know if I, if I act a fool, I ain't, got no, I ain't got no gun. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't roll like that. Amen? Our, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Amen? And so we're going to be mighty through God. I'm going to keep God's mentality and mindset about when I interact and operate with other people uh, in my life. We, we just got to love. Somebody say love, church. Love. love, love, love. You're Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Let's look here. It says, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. You see that? Let every soul be subject to the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. You hear that? That word power is authority. It says, let every soul, amen, be subject unto the higher power. That's every Christian soul and non-Christian soul. That's every soul, every person. It says, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are what? Ordained of God. That word ordained is ordered. The powers that be are ordered of God. I'm not talking about just in this house, on your job, wherever, it, it, you know, the president, the powers that be. I'm talking about in the realm of where we operate, the powers that are be that are ordained of, of God. It says here, it says, look at verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good works. So what you're saying here, he says rulers are not a terror to good works. See, you don't have to worry about a ruler uh, 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 that's out there in your realm. Because they are not a terror to good works. Usually rulers and leaders are put in place. I like to tell folks about the, uh, uh, the handbook at work. You know, people be coming and complaining. Well, why is this in the handbook? I said, you must understand what's written in the handbook is not for all the folks that want to do right. It's for folks that don't want to do right. That's why it's in the handbook. Amen. And no, 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 no. you look, 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 I, I'm just one of the leaders here. Amen. But I got to look, I'm, I'm, I'm staying on board with the handbook. You hear what I'm saying? And it'd be good people. Why is this? Why can't we do that? I say it's not because for good folk like you and for these other rascals around here that don't want to don't want to do right. This is why the rule is in place or whatever. So think about it. the rulers. What he's saying here, the rulers are not a terror to those that do good works. The rules is put in place for those that don't want to be obedient, disobedient, rebellious. Amen. That's why the rules are put in place. So whatever rules are put in place, say the speed limit is 65. All right. That's, that's put in play. That shouldn't be no problem for us to do good works. We, we cruising 65. Amen. We know there's a little buffer. We can go up to about 70. We, we know the little buffer in there, amen? You know, yeah, yeah, that's the word on the street, you know, yeah, yeah. You got a five-mile-per-hour five rule. We know there's a little buffer there. 
Well, don't you be rolling 75 and get pulled over by the authority and look at him. Like, what you want? I'm not, I won't speed. You know what you were doing. Amen. So that rule is put in place, not for us that do the good works, but those that, that, gonna, that are lawbreakers. That, that say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive whatever speed I want to drive. Amen. And that's how they get caught because they are what? They go over the speed limit there. And so this is what he's saying. He says, now all authority is put into place by God. But he said, don't let those type of rulers be a terror unto you that do good works. It goes on to say here, uh, uh, wilt thou then uh, not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good. He said, if you're doing that which is good, you shouldn't be afraid of the power. That's in your workplace. Away. It says, and thou shall what? Have praise of the same. Now, look at this. For he is a minister of God. Oh, my God. He said, now, the authority that I put in place, even if it's the highway patrolman with the round on that comes up. He said, look, he is my minister of God for thee what? For good. Amen. He said, I don't want you to kill yourself. I don't want you to get out ram. Amen. So when that highway patrolman or that state trooper, he gets out there with that ground and you done, you done, he's there for your good. That's why we always answer. Yes, sir. Or yes, ma'am. I don't know about you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'm not moving my hand. I got my hands on the steering wheel. No, nah, I'm not the one. Uh-uh, uh-uh, we, this might be a crazy one coming to the car. Amen. So I got my hands up in there. Look, they even got to tell me to roll the window down. I'm sitting there like that. And they come up. I yeah, 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 got both my hands on the steering wheel. And I look over to the left. Uh, sir, can you roll the window down? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got the window rolled down. Registration there. I got it, sir. Right here, sir. Well, Mr. White, do you know you were speeding today? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know I was speeding today. And it's been a while since I've gotten a ticket. Amen. I, yeah, went home, went to North Carolina. <laughs> I ain't got time for that story. But I got one. And when I got it, I pulled over. And it was so embarrassing because the lady had a civilian riding with her. And so she's giving an example of all this. And then she said, well, you know you're not supposed to be doing this. Now. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I understand, ma'am. I got, and I got to the point, ma'am, just give him a ticket. Amen. <laughs> just give him a ticket. Amen. So I can get on down the road. Amen. She was rubbing it in and working me over. I said, I understand, ma'am. I got it, ma'am. I got it. Just give him a ticket. I got it. Amen. But, but we must understand that for he is a minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, what be afraid? For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is a minister of God, a servant of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that what doeth evil. Wherefore, that's why I'm not, why should we be afraid of the cops? I'm not dealing drugs. I ain't prostituting. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Look, the cop is my friend. You know what I'm saying? He's my friend. It says, wherefore, ye must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for the conscience sake. He said, now, you, you must be subject to the authority, uh, not only for wrath, for the fear of punishment, but also for conscience sake. For what? Because it's duty to God. For conscience sake. For conscience sake, it's my duty to respect the honor, the, 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 the ruler, that the rule that is put over me. That this is honor to God. Look at verse 6. For, 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 for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, amen, tribute to whom what tribute is due, custom to whom custom is due, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Oh, I like this one right here in verse 8. 
owe no man what anything but to love one another for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law see this is uh, John says in another way owe no man anything but the continuing debt of love that's what we owe every man we, we owe them love Many of them haven't experienced love. So now that we've experienced the love of God, you know, yet while we were sinners, amen, he loved us, amen, while he commended his love towards us, as we said last week, when he gave his only begotten son. So that same love that was commended unto us needs to be commended, amen, unto them. This is how Paul said it. Paul says that he reconciled us and he gave unto us the ministry of reconciliation. This is where he talks about you're a new creature in Christ. Old things have been passed away and all things have become new. He talks about the ministry of reconciliation. He says now, now that we're out preaching the gospel, he says he has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. See, we have been reconciled to him. Now we have the ministry of reconciliation. Well, we're reconciling people back. And then he says, not only have I given you the ministry of reconciliation, I've given you the word of reconciliation. Amen. I've given you my, the gospel. That's that's what reconciles men and women back to God. Amen. And then this, when he goes further down, he says, you are an ambassador of Christ. Amen. That's what we are. Say, I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ. That's what we are. We're the ambassadors of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I, I love God. I thank God that I'm an ambassador. Amen. I don't have to go to another country. Amen. I could be an ambassador right here. I'm an ambassador right here. I want us to, to, to go on, and I want us to see a few other things. Um, we see here, uh, since we're in Romans, look at Romans chapter uh, 12, verse 10 real quick. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Because the first thing we dealt with was to honor all men. That was to show them respect. And this is what we're dealing with in Romans 13 and 1 through 8 that I read. But look over at Romans 12, verse 10. It says, be kindly affectionate one to another with what? Brotherly love, what? In honor, doing what? Preferring one another. Preferring one another. We were going out of this restaurant uh, yesterday for breakfast, Pastor Angela and I were, and uh, Pastor Angela had went out, and this lady was going out, and I was going out, and, and I'm trying to wait for her to go out. You know, I'm trying to honor her. She's trying to honor me. I'm trying to, <laughs> we're trying to honor her. Who's going to do this thing? I just said, <laughs> Go ahead, ma'am. You, you, you next. But, but honor, prefer one another, even in the house of the Lord. Honor and prefer one another. You know, the Bible tells us about uh, uh, there are times when someone would call something that you just don't run in and take the seat of honor. You just don't go up there and you go, nah, I'm sitting at the head. I'm sitting, particularly when you've been invited to someone else's thing. Now, you take the lower seat. The, the blessing of it is, is when whoever is over that calls you up and say, come and sit here. But sometimes we can have the mentality. I, 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 you know, you know, I go in and I'm pushing myself around and all of these types of things. No, that's not the type of person that we are. I mean, you might have been like that before Christ, but you're not like that. Amen. With Christ. And it's the same way in the house of the Lord. You got the honor and prefer one another before yourself. I don't care how much, you know, I don't care how long you've been saved. Amen. I, I learned to honor the least of them. Amen. The least of them, and we, we should honor everyone. Some folks, amen, they haven't made it yet. Some folks are still dealing with the sin, still going back and forth. But you got to honor them as well. Honor them, love them, amen. Sometimes we try to put this cloak of righteousness, this bar up here. You, you forget about when, when you got saved. You forget about what you have done since you got saved, amen. Amen, you have bad thoughts, bad dreams, bad all types of stuff, amen. You have those types of things. And God has been so gracious and kind and merciful 
to us. And if there's any, any place that somebody should get some grace and mercy, it should be the house of the Lord. Amen. See, there's time to put up the rod, but there's also time for the staff. Amen. We should carry the staff more than we have to put up the rod. Amen. Every now and then also, that's the, that's the uh, shepherd's business. Amen. Amen. Particularly when it's time for that rod to come up, that's the shepherd that should bring up the rod in the house. Amen. We can't have all these shepherds running around here trying to correct everybody. You know what I'm saying? Now, the, the pastor puts up the rod of correction. Amen. Every now and then I have to get pastoral. Amen. In the house of the Lord. And the rod has to come up. Amen. And either those, look, either you're going to get up under the rod or you're going to buck the rod. Amen. But the rod, but the rod, the rule of measure has to be put in play. This is what the word of God is all about. Not only do we honor the brotherhood, but we honor the word of God. We honor not just the man of God, but more important, the word of God that comes out of the mouth. And that word of God, amen, should line up with this Bible. Amen. So we see this and we understand here. He says, uh, again, when we found in the scripture, he says to honor. He says, honor all men. That was the first thing. Honor all men. Then he says to love the brotherhood. In this Romans chapter 12, verse 10, be kindly affectionate one to another with what brotherly love in honor. See that word honor? In honor, preferring one another. It's one thing that we cannot do that the world does. We, we tend to measure ourselves uh, uh, according to what we have accomplished and what we have. You know, people in the world, when you meet people in the world, they're always trying to size you up. They're always trying to figure out where you work at. You know, what did you go to school at? What you got? What you do this? What you do this? How you rolling? You moving? Where you, you know, what's your position? What do you do? And all those things. they always sizing us up. And that's the last way we want to size up anybody, particularly when it comes to the house of the Lord. We ain't sizing for them. We want to know about people. We want to know those type of things. But when we find out those things, we cannot size. We can't put them up or down. You know what I'm saying? You can't. When you locate where someone is at, you, you, you still got to prefer them no matter whether you prefer them above of you preferred them before you no matter what they got going on because all of us need the love of God amen and we need it from one another amen I, my prayer is Lord that this will continue and always be a house that people can come in and experience the love of God amen and many times sometimes the love of God you're going to hear something that you amen that you need to hear you might not want to hear it, but you need to hear it amen and so we want love to prevail in the house of the Lord we don't want backbiting we don't want folks falling out with one another that's not God, amen, where there's confusion and division, amen, that's not, that's not the Lord, amen, and so we do not want that here in the house of the Lord we want to be able to honor, it says, he says honor all men, and then the second thing he says, love the brotherhood love the brotherhood, amen, there's nothing, amen, the Bible says uh, a perfect love casts of our all fear, we shouldn't fear anyone in this house, to include the pastor there should be no fear, the, the, the fear that we're talking about, we want to have a reverence and a respect for one another, amen and this is our desire. We're talking about honoring others. And the way we honor others, our love walk has to be right. It has to be right. So we must experience the love of God in order to be able to love other people. Because his love was the ministry of reconciliation. We were reconciling to him. And that same ministry now has to flow and operate in our lives. So our lives is about reconciling people unto God. This is what brother life is about. This is not reconciling people to the pastor or to the pews or to whoever. Amen. But it's reconciling people unto God. That people will know God for themselves through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and then become familiar with the, the working and the gifting and the wooing of the Holy Spirit, that they may have the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of them to live a victorious life from this day, amen, until everlasting life, amen? 
So we see these types of things here. So we see honor all men. We see love the brotherhood. Now, fear God. We, we, we understand this word fear means to have a reverence and a respect for God. We're going to go to another place. Turn with me over to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, amen. Hebrews. Hallelujah. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13 when you get there. Hallelujah. Let me find Hebrews up in here. Hebrews chapter 13. I wanted to go to Ecclesiastes, but we're going to do this. I'm going to read Ecclesiastes to you for the, for the uh, sake of time here. Uh, but fear God. I want to read this. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. You stay at Hebrews. It reads this. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This is Solomon. He says, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. He says, for God shall bring every work into judgment and, and with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So, you know, Solomon has seen so many things in his life. He was the wisest man upon the earth. And this is how he said, he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. He says, fear God and keep his, his commandments. For this is the what? whole duty of man. So we see that Peter is saying, honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Out of the fear and the reverence for God is what causes us to honor all men, to love the brotherhood and also to honor the king. Now, this king that he's talking about, we're going to get to. That's a little K uh, over in First Peter chapter 2. He's not talking about the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's talking about rulers and those that are set up in the earth in that particular time were kings. For us, it will be our president uh, things like that. And I'm going to speak to that here as we move forward. Are you at Hebrews chapter 13 here? Uh, I want us to, to, to deal a little bit more with this brotherly love here. We're going to see a piece of this, but here the writer of Hebrews is dealing with our social and, and, and uh, our social duties and responsibilities as Christians. It says here, it says, let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained what? Angels unaware. Hey, my God. Look at verse 3. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them. Now, how many of us are truly remembering them that are in bonds? Amen. I, I believe he's not just talking about people locked up. He's talking about people locked up or bound for Christ, Christian sake. For, for, for what they believe in. And I'm telling you, it's happening all over the world. Folks running up in the mountains. You know what I'm saying? People's heads are being cut off. All these things are going on. And what we cannot do is to get so busy in our own lives that we cannot at least remember them in our prayers. Father, you're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're the God, Father of all the nations, God, and, and not just the great United States, but every nation, God. And Father, I pray for the Middle East. Father, rise up, Father. You said the enemy may come in like a flood, but you will raise up a standard against us. Father, I pray that the spirit of the breaker is released over in the Middle East. Father, I declare peace in the Middle East right now, Father. Father, raise up governors and, and warriors. Lord, raise up people, Lord, that will protect. This is what I'm talking about. We got to remember them that are in bonds. We can't go on every day just concerned about our own selves and concerned about poo-poo and ray-ray down over at the correctional facility. Poo-poo and Ray-Ray in the correctional facility because they dishonored the power and the authority of God. You know what I'm saying? 
They over there dealing with what they got to deal with because they broke the law. Because they did not respect, amen, the order, the rule in which God had put into play. We spending a lot of time worried about a lot of people that we shouldn't be worried about. God trying to straighten them out. That's what he's trying to do. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to straighten them out. Amen. So that they can come to the knowledge of who he is. Amen. And, and so, but we, we got to remember those that are in bonds. We got to remember those, amen. I'm telling you, man, we are being afflicted on every side, amen. We've been pressed, persecuted, amen, crushed, amen, as a people, amen, as a, uh, as a Christians all throughout the land, all throughout the land. Let us pick up here uh, verse 3 again. He says, remember them that are in bonds, bonds as bound with them. And them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in what? The body. Look what he says about marriage. He's dealing with it all. Marriage is honorable in all. And the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. You hear that? He said, now let your conversation, that word conversation again is behavior and lifestyle. So let your lifestyle be without covetousness. Don't be coveting something that somebody else. He says, and be content with such things as ye have, for he have said, I will never what? Leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is what? My helper, and I will not fear what man what shall do unto me. Oh my God. Look at verse 7. He says, remember them which have what? The rule of over you. He says, remember them, talking about the guys, remember them that have ruled over you who have spoken unto you what? The word of God, who's what? Faith follow, considering the end of their conversation, their behavior, and their lifestyle. What he's saying is, you better check out who you're following. Honor them. Honor them that have ruled over you. They're ruling over you by the word of God. Amen? What he's telling just bring it proud. Honor your pastor. Honor your pastor, honor them that have rule over you. But you, you know, you honor them and you follow them, amen, according to the word of God that they're preaching and proclaiming. But he says at the same time, in the end, you better check out their lifestyle. You better check out their behavior, amen. You, you got to check them out, amen. And, and, and we want to be trusting, but God, he shows us that we, we can understand uh, what we see and who we see. We, he says, you'll know them by their what fruit. Because he said there will be people that will come in the midst of you that on the outward they will be what? Uh, uh, like sheep, amen. On, amen. They look like sheep, but inwardly they're what? Raving wolves. And so we must understand. We must understand that we measure people by the fruit that is in their life. They can talk all they want to talk, say what they want to say. They can even quote some scriptures, amen. But you want to be able to see the fruit of their lives, the fruit of their lives. And so he says to honor them. Look over at verse 17. He says, 13 and 17, obey them that have the rule over you. Now he says the other one, he says, now remember them which have rule over you. He says, verse 17, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. See, this whole thing about honor is being able to submit ourselves to the high power. And what I'm saying is no matter how high we get and whatever you get high in, you always got to submit yourself to the authority of whatever realm that you roll up in. You could be high in your realm, but once you go into somebody else's realm, I always get an example here. I might have rule over you in this house, but when I step out into the, your house and your house say, uh, Pastor, you got to take your shoes off. Amen? 
That means what? I got to take my shoes off. I can't be running up here. I'm the pastor. I, I rule over you. No, I, I'm coming from spiritual authority. I'm stepping in domestic authority now. I'm rolling up on your turf. Amen. I honor the man of that house. You know what I'm saying? And the woman of that house. They say, take the shoes off. Brother, get the shoes to kicking. Amen. You can't be sitting and talking about, well, I'm the preacher. I, I run up in people's house when I want to and how I want to. No, no, no. We, we, we must uh, subject ourselves. This is for the preacher as well. But it says, obey them that have the rule over over you, it says, uh, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your what souls, as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is what un- un- unprofitable unto you. Now you, we can look at this. He's not just talking about the preacher; he's talking about your your boss. He's talking about anything that's who you report to. He says you got to uh, uh, obey them. Not only just remember them that have the rule over you, but obey them. And there's a, you know, there's a special blessing, amen, in particular when we, you know, when we obey, when we honor uh, those folks. There's one thing to honor people that don't even honor God. You know what I'm saying? Because they will see the God on the inside of you that you love them in regards because it's the love of God. They don't deserve it, but, but neither do we deserve it. What would he gave for us? Amen. But when it comes to the house of God, he says, honor the man, the woman, honor them that have rule over you. And one of the things that Pastor Anselm and I do, we try to honor those, amen, that are among us. Amen. I'm not so big to be the pastor, amen, at the bread of life that I don't honor you and respect you. And that, that's my heart. I believe if I honor and respect you, amen, he said, you're going to reap what you sow. Amen. So if I honor and respect you, you're going to honor and respect me back. It's reciprocal. Amen. So, so we want to honor. We want to love uh, 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 other people. Now, I want us to go here. And this is where we're going to close in this neighborhood. Uh, we've got two places. Go to Matthew chapter 22. Amen. Now, we, we said honor all men. Love the brotherhood was the second thing. Uh, uh, it was fear God. And the last thing is to honor the king. We're going to deal with honoring the king. And the king deals with, uh, uh, we're not necessarily, again, as I said earlier, we're not talking about Jesus. When we fear God, we fear the Godhead. We fear God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. This is what this whole series of messages has been on, is about giving him the honor and giving him the reverential uh, respect that he deserves. But in the midst of all of, us, all of that, if we learn how to honor God properly, we will also learn how to honor our fellow man. We'll learn how to love the brotherhood. We'll learn how to fear God. And, and lastly, we'll learn how to honor the king according to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17 here. So look at Matthew chapter 22. Are you at Matthew? I haven't got there yet. Amen. I'm sitting here talking. Amen. Matthew chapter 22. Uh, look at verse, uh, let's start at verse 15 here. He says, uh, this is Jesus, and Jesus is dealing with taxes. And, you know, we got tax season coming up in a, in a little while. Amen. Pay your taxes. Because if you don't, we got some folks in here that work for the IRS. Well, no, they, no, they work for the government, not specifically for the IRS. We used to have a brother here for the IRS. But pay your taxes. And one thing about the government, if, if you owe them something, they want it now. Now, now. They're going to charge you with interest. They're going to let that. It's ticking up every time. They want it. Boy, that's a, that's a hard taskmaster, that government. That government. But you, you got to honor that. Amen. Because that is ordained of God. Amen. And so if you're wondering, should you pay taxes or not? You might say, well, pastor, you say I'm just passing through. I'm a stranger and a pilgrim in a foreign land. You know, I'm passing through. You know, God. <laughs> look, look, look. 
when you pass through, you got the honor. You hear what I'm saying? It's just like me going from, from Ohio to another state. All right, I obey the law in Ohio, come from Ohio. But I get to Kentucky and act the fool or any other state, you know. I told you about that U-turn that I done down there in Memphis one time. That thing, whoop, whoop, whoop. Man, they pulled me over, man. And it was a sister, young lady. I believe one of those Memphis cops, baby, they got on TV. This was years ago, but they got them on TV now. You know, the, 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 the women cops, they got a show, and they made some reality TV, and they following them. And uh, this lady pulled me. She said, where you from? She said, I see you from Ohio. I said, yes, ma'am. You know, I ain't, I ain't, I You talk, I rode on that one. Yes, ma'am. I knew. I, what I did, I was driving right down the road, and we needed to get back the other way. I turned a U-turn right in the middle of the road. I'm the, and Pastor Angela all over me, what you doing, right? And no soon she said, what you doing? Whoop, whoop. I pull right over. This lady gets out the car. She walks up. I'm doing my thing. Got my hand on the steering wheel. I'm looking over there. She said, roll down the wonder. You know, this is, roll down the wonder. And then she said, I see you from Ohio. Is that how y'all drive in Ohio? Oh, come on, sister. Don't do me. Don't give me the pat down. I said, ma'am, no, it's not, ma'am. And she said, well, yeah. she says, I'm just going to warn you this time. Now, if y'all drive, you don't drive like that here in Memphis is what she told me. I said, yes, ma'am. So she gave me a little pat on the back and told me to go on. I said, praise the Lord. See, see, sometimes, see, see, sometimes we can, you hear what I'm saying? See, and I know what she was saying. She was saying, look, if you honor the rules down there, I don't think you can come to Memphis and do what you want to do down here. And it's the same thing here. Uh, 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 that that because we love God and honor God, let's not not think that we're not to follow anything here in the earth. No, no, no. We we got to follow these things because these are all been ordained by God. All order, all ordinances, all authority has been ordained. All the powers have been ordained by God. Some folk cannot stand our president. Amen. They cannot, I'm telling them, they can't, I mean, and they just as Christian as Christian can be, and they cannot stand Barack Obama. I don't understand that. Amen. Don't get me wrong. I don't agree with all his mindset and his mentality, but the Bible tells me I got to pray for him. Amen. So that it would be good in our land. I got to pray for him. I got to pray for no, no matter the politician. I might not agree with them. I might not agree with what their party stance is, but I do have to respect them. And you could tell folks that respect the president and anyone else. Yeah, Obama. Now, how about a president, Obama? He's the president. You could tell how people honor people. They just call him anything. You know, Obama, Hussein, or whatever they're talking about. And I believe me, I, I don't have no affiliation, amen, with him or who are Democrat, Republican, or independent, amen. I'm affiliated with Jesus, amen. So I'll preach. If it's George Bush that was in the office and folks hating him, I'll say the same thing because people hated him when he was in office, amen. I'm going to find out that whoever in office, they're going to have some haters. But what I'm saying, we as Christians, we can't hate. We, that, that's, not our, uh, that, that's not our DNA and our makeup. It is to honor. And it hurts my heart when I see other Christians where they done figured me out and they think I'm Republican or they think I'm something. And they're dragging them down the road. I had to put some folks in order. Look at me. What does the scripture say? I, I had to tell them. I said, look at me. If you're going to talk bad, look, I don't want to hear it. I don't, look, look. So I put them in check. So when they come around me, they don't talk to politics and no stuff like that. But what I'm saying is we must honor. Look here. Let's look here in the scriptures. We're by finished. Now, we're going to just deal with the taxes first here. 
It says, then went the Pharisees and took counsel. We had 22 and 15, Matthew 22, verse 15. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians. Amen. The Pharisees had their own disciples. Whose disciple are you? Are you a disciple of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes? But it says uh, they sent out their disciples with the Herodians saying, Master, we know that thou art true. Now look at that. Now look. Now you got to understand they getting ready to, they trying to come to Jesus. You got to watch when people come to you all smooth. Saying you the best thing since sliced bread. Boy, you pre- I done had folk come in here. Boy, you this, that, and the other. Man, the world got to, the world got to hear you this, that, and the other. And that thing I know that was the biggest problem I ever dealt with. You hear what I'm saying? And this is what Jesus is going to pick them up. This is why you got to be uh, uh, attentive. We're going to love whoever, how they come. But everybody don't come with a pure agenda. Some people come with games and gimmicks. Amen. They still in the dark. They might be saved, but they still operate like they in the dark. You know what I'm saying? See, but you've been called out. We in the light. Amen. We operate above board. I ain't taking no under the board, paying off around the corner or whatever. We got to be mindful of those things because when we do those types of things, we already tell people who we are. When you in the bomber shop buying them bootlegs DVDs, you running up in there getting a bootleg DVD with your Bread of Life t-shirt on, talking about Jesus is loud. Amen. You getting them bootlegs DVD. Them folks looking at that. Look, you, you already done told them what you are. You probably heard this story about the man. He was negotiating with this woman. He says, I give you a million dollars if you sleep with me. <laughs> he said, and when that woman said, whoa, a million dollars. He said, yeah, I give you a million dollars to sleep. He said, nobody going to know now, girl. You know you need this. He said, well, give you a million dollars if you sleep with me. And, and so she agreed to the million dollars. We're going to do this thing for a million dollars. I need a million dollars to put my kids through college. She said, I'm going to do that thing. Then he stopped working with her. He said, well, how about if we do this for 500000 500,000. Then he worked that girl all the way down to, 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 to uh, 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 $100. She said, who do you think I am? He said, we already established who you are. Amen. Yeah, yeah, we already, look, look, you, you, look, you, 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 you biting on the men. We already established who and what you are. You hear what I'm saying? See, some things we do, we establish who we are. We could be Christians loving the Lord, but we go and buy something or do something that's what's coming around the corner or get in on something with an old co-worker. You know it's wrong. Now we going down, girl, we get ready to hit the lottery. We buying all of that. You throwing your money up on the line. You taking your tithe money, your offering money and throwing it in there on the lottery. So when you hit the number, you hear what I'm saying? We got to be careful because the things that we do, we're establishing who we already are. This is why he says we got to do good. We got to live well amongst those that are in dark. Amen. We got to walk upright. Y'all do what you want to do. Y'all take up the, the pool. Oh, y'all go on and take the pool. No, I'm not participating. Yeah, 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 no, thank you. They'll come right by my occupant. Hey, Eric, you want to throw in here? Yeah, they're doing the 39 million this time. Now, y'all go right on the head. I can tell you this, though. If, if any of y'all here, amen, I, I, I'm over an organization that will bless that money and receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all go on and hit the lottery. And bring, look, give it to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and bring to God what belongs to God. You hear what I'm saying? Go on out there and hit that thing. Amen? But, but what I'm saying is I'm talking about the heathen. I ain't talking about, don't y'all be out there standing in line. I'm messing with you. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is that what you do and how we conduct ourselves speak to who we really are. No matter what you're saying, it's the actions that you take. Amen? 
So let us, let us pick back up here. Verse 16, he says, And they sent out him, the disciples, with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art true, and teach it the way of God in truth. They're talking to Jesus. Neither care of thou for any man. You hear that? For thou regardeth not the persons of men. Tell us, therefore, what thinketh thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? And they, they have for him. They half telling the truth. They have lying. You know God, he, Jesus Christ, regard, he cared for man, and he regarded the persons of men. He says, tell us, therefore, what thinketh thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their what? Wickedness and said, why tempt ye me? Ye hypocrites. See, I'm bringing it back to the example I was telling me, and not to be speaking of myself. All they want to do is see me act up. I tell you, the, I tell you the preacher. I tell you, I tell you, the preachers. I, I tell you, I tell you. They just looking for me to, to do. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not perfect. Amen. I'm not perfect. Not, not, I'm not. Amen. But I understand who saved me. Amen. And I'm not looking for them for, to say if I'm perfect or not. Amen. My righteousness is in Christ. I'm just as human as anybody else. I have a bad day like everybody else have a bad day. Amen. But I ain't going to have no bad days. You hear what I'm saying? I, I'm not, not going to come up with my butt on my shoulder all week long. You know what I'm saying? There's no way that you can be wicked and, 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 and mean towards people and talk about you're a child of the king. There's no way you can do that. You can have a bad day, but even if you chalk one up for a bad day, you shouldn't put it on everybody else. Amen. I live for a little minute. I'm just not having a good one right now. Amen. I got out of this meeting, folks talking crazy, but look, just, just give me a little space. Amen. Give me a little bit of space. But, but what I'm saying here, they're trying to tempt our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and ask him, hey, is it, is it lawful for us to pay taxes? And look how Jesus, it says, Jesus perceived the wickedness and said, why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Verse 19, show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he said unto them, whose is the image and the superscription? They said unto him, Caesar's. Then said he unto them, render therefore unto what? Caesar, the things that are Caesar's. And unto what God, the things that I got. Now, I think about our money today. It says, the, you, you know, it has the U.S. Treasury and all of that. So we got to give to the Treasury what belongs to the Treasury. But on that back side, it says, in God we trust. You know what I'm saying? So you give unto what? The government, what belongs to the government. And you give what? To God, what belongs to God. He said, we're we going to make this thing clear. Don't tell me that we got to be one or the other. Why can't it be both? Why can't it be both? Give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but you give unto God that which are God's. Amen. Look at verse 22. And when they heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. God will give you wisdom. People will come and try to bamboozle you, put you in a thing. But God will give you wisdom of how to answer people. Because sometimes people are trying to get you in a cloak. They're trying to set you up or whatever. But God will give you wisdom. I'm talking about in that hour and in that time. Amen. We must be wise as doves. Amen. We must be wise. Now, we're going to close here. Please go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 2 is where we're going to close. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Go over to your right. Keep to your right. Keep to your right. 1 Timothy chapter 2. We're talking about honoring others. My love. My love. We, we've dealt with it uh, domestically. We, uh, uh, we're dealing with it civil. Amen. And we're dealing with it spiritually here. Uh, 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 5. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Are you there? Amen. Okay, I'm getting there. Hold on. Praise the Lord. 
Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 2, 1, 5, it says, I exhort therefore that what? First of all, somebody say first of all. I've taught in the house that this is the apostolic order of prayer here. This is uh, the apostle Paul. He's teaching Timothy. He says, uh, I exhort therefore that first of all, he says supplications. Somebody say supplications. We understand that supplications is praying what God wants. It's not, we don't go to God what, what we want first. It's supplications. We come, supplication is praying what God wants. He says, first of all, supplications and then prayers. Prayers is what we want. So pr- prayer is what God wants. Supplications is what God wants. Prayers is what we want. And then intercessions, amen, is where we're interceding on the behalf of others. You hear that? And then it says, and giving thanks be made for who? All men. For all men. So think about that. Uh, on my prayer list, I have a prayer list that I have. Um, that I don't, I don't look at it daily, but I, I start with the Lord's Prayer. See, what, what I'm saying is you got to have a righteous regimen. I'll tell you about that. You got to have a regimen, amen? And so I got a thing in a, in a notebook at home, and I got a thing on my wall at work, on my cubicle, not there for everybody to see it, right there to the right, down here, that I can see it. And I look at it every morning, and I look on it, and it has, it has now I've already prayed it before I left, but I look at it, and just in case I can't get through it all, don't get it. I got it at work. Make sure I can get it. You know what I'm saying? So I got the Lord's Prayer. And then I have people. I have people. I have my family. I have, but not that, I have my, I have my, I have my workplace by name. Father, I pray for Pole Zero today, Father. And not only I pray for the general manager of Pole Zero. I pray for my boss, the director, and all the other directors, Lord. Father, I pray for every manager and supervisor. I pray for every person, Lord, that works here in this place today. I pray that your kingdom will come and your will will be done right here at Pole Zero. Father, this is the place that you have placed me and given unto me, Father. You have set me in authority and leadership in this house. And I'm going to please you. I'm going to honor my, 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 my boss, Lord. I'm going to serve the people that you have given unto me that you may be glorified, exalted, and high and lifted up. And then I then I, I deal with the things that are dealing that the people are dealing with. Amen. If I know that people have things going on in their life, it's the same thing I do for this house. Amen. I have my list. Amen. I have the list of the names of my leaders of, of the house. And if there's somebody that's going through something that I'm aware of, I pray about it. I say, Lord, such and such. I pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I intercede as the under shepherd of the bread of life church. Lord, I stand in agreement, Father, with what you want to do in their life. Father, I don't know all things, but you know all things. And so I come to you, the one that knows all things, and I'm in agreement with what you want to do for that family and for that household, Lord. Father, do it in your time and then do it in your way. Father, I give you praise and thanks and glory for it right now. And what I'm saying is, he says for us to, to, to have supplications. First of all, pray what God wants. He says supplications, prayers, amen. And then he says what? Intercession, amen. Be made, and giving thanks be made what? To, for all men. For all men. I'm saying, when we pray, just don't pray for, for everybody that's Christian, pray for all men. Amen. Pray for king. He's going to talk about pray for kings and governors. Amen. You got to pray for our president, whether you like him or not. Amen. We got to pray for people. And what I'm saying is I don't pray for everybody every day. I ain't got that much time. So I also allow the Holy Spirit to lead me in doing this. But I'm telling you, I got on my paper. I got it all written out. Amen. And wherever, wherever I go down this thing, the Lord may say emphasize here, there, and the other. But I'm, I'm praying and I'm, I'm trying to be obedient unto what the Lord thy God has said according to his word. Now, where are we at here? Timothy? 
Okay. It says, 1 Timothy 2, uh, 1 again. Uh, it says, I exhort, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and what? Giving of things. <laughs> Father, thank you for my boss. Even, I mean, to tell you, even when your boss is not loving Father, I thank you. I thank you for them, Lord. See, because, see, they, they don't understand what's going on. See, they don't hate you. They hate themselves. See, when, when it's coming, all this wrath coming up on you and they jacking you up. No, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't you, it's them. Uh, look at verse 2. It says, for kings. He said, now do this. May, oh, he says, for kings and for all those that are, uh, that are in authority, that we may lead a what quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. I like that because he says, son, your life can be peaceful and quiet based on what you do, based on your prayers. Based on you praying for them, based on you praying for the house, based on you praying for that. He said, so that we can live a peaceable and a quiet life. If you want to live a peaceable and quiet life, see, you just got to pray for those who have around your mother. You got to lift them TJ Maxx folks up, amen. You got to not only pray for them you work with, but for those that's coming in the door every day. God, I plead the blood over TJ Maxx. I put it over the door. When they walk up in here, look, look they better have an attitude of gratitude. However they come in father they're not going back out the same way because I'm meek and quiet in my spirit I'm going to love on them that ain't loving those that got them kids that they're about ready to take their head off in the store amen you you know love on them love on people where they are at he said it might be quiet and peaceful in, in our realm man whatever realm you in pray for those people that are in your realm pray for them I've learned years ago that I that who I pray to and who I pray for, that I have a, a love for them. I have a love for them. It's like when I pray to my father, the way I pray to my father, I have a love and an affinity towards him. Whoever I, the Lord direct me to pray for, when I see them, they could be mad as I don't know what. They might not like me, but they're going to get some love. Why? I've been praying for them. I've been, I don't tell them I've been praying for you. No, I love on them like I've been praying for them. I can't, man, it's so good to see you because I've been praying for you and interceding for you. I don't tell people that, but I love on people because it, it, it comes out of me because I'm loving on them before God. And this is what the Lord wants from us. Let's look at this. We're, we're almost finished here. Verse 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be what? That's it. That's what this love is all about. He would have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. For there is what? One God and one mediator between God and men. What? The man Christ Jesus. What you saying, Pastor? See, when we honor the king, when we honor the government, when we uh, respect those that have the rule over us, even if they are outside of God, the whole strategy, the whole desire is that we must understand that God wants every man to be saved. He wants every man to be saved. And that mediator between God and every man is who? Christ Jesus. So Jesus on the inside, working on my outside, oh, what a change in my life. You hear that? <laughs> and that's what he wants to do. He wants to use us as vessels unto honor. Amen. 
vessels unto honor that wherever we go, we go to the restaurant today, we go in here with a pep in my step. We don't care if she doesn't he or she who waiting up done had a bad day. We're going to love on them. And you know what? I'm going to give you a tip just for you being all upset and nasty. I'm going to bless you in it, oh, how? Messing my food order up, whatever it may be, you still going to get a blessing for me because you need to know that my God is an awesome God. You see, my happiness is not predicated upon your service or this piece of messed up meat that you might give me or salad all jacked up. Amen. Oh, I am going to talk to somebody, but I am going to give you some grace and some mercy. Hey, where's the ruler? Where's the manager up in this place? Amen. Where's the authority up in this house? I ain't going to got time to mess with you and get into an argument with you. Just call, just call the manager over. Hey, hey sir, I need to talk to you, man. Man, I like your restaurant. I come in here consistently, man. And I'm telling you, y'all missed it today. <laughs> I just want to let you know. Um, uh, let me say, I'm going to end with this story here. Y'all come on up, praise and worship. I want to end with this story here. And Pastor Angela is very familiar with this. Uh, you know how now they've instituted, they come over and tell you, how was your meal? How was your meal? How was your meal? You know, how I like that. Well, we were in a restaurant. And uh, I, I really, I got offended because I seen the pattern. This guy was only going to people that looked like him. And didn't ask anybody that was of any color. We looked at this the whole time. And I said, Pastor, this is so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna see if he's gonna even do this to us. He would go over to the table beside us and say, This is the manager. Oh, uh, how was your food? Did you enjoy your meal? So I couldn't wait to get finished for mine. I'm saying, I'm, I got to see. I got to see. And sure enough, he, he didn't come over. He walked all around us and everything. And we get up to leave and go out of the place. And I said, You know what, honey, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make a phone call back to the joint. I called back, mother. I put the I put the guy on the line. I said, I need to talk to the manager of the facility. I said, sir, are you the one that's going around and telling people? He, he says, yeah, that's me. That's me. I said, well, we just dined at your restaurant. And your restaurant is one of our favorite restaurants. And he says, you know, I said, I'm going to respect you this much. I said, I could have called you. The, the, the office, the regional office, and done all of that. But he says, I, I said, I was so compelled. I left disappointed in that. The food was good. But I felt like I needed to tell you this. And see, I was telling them this not to pull them down. I won't be belligerent or anything like this. I said, I'm telling them this because I love them. And what I'm saying is, you know, God wants you to love all people. He wants you to treat everybody the same. And when I called him out on him, I mean, I could, he got quiet. And this is what he said. He says, I sincerely apologize. He says, you were right. He said, you're right. And I don't know, he could have had a little complex. He don't know how to deal with people. But I didn't rush shot him up, beat him up or anything like that. I'm just saying, I said, I want you to know we're people just like everybody else. We want to be appreciated for the money that we spend up in there as well. He says, what's your name, sir? He want to give me all these meals. I said, look, 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 sir, sir, I want you to understand this. It ain't even about that. I said, all I want you to do is to respect all people. And this is, what, this is what I'm saying. This is what God wants us to do. You know, he brought us out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Look, so much so, not only should we love those that are in the light, but he wants us to love those that are in the darkness. He don't want us to get to a point where, you know what, oh, we don't, we don't, we ain't no people, we ain't around no people, we don't associate with no people. You might not be in the circle and room with those type of people, but when those people get into your realm, you got to love them. You got to love them. Or when you go into their realm, you must love them. And this is what this message is all about. It's about honoring others. Father, my love. I want to be a, a person, Father, that I can uh, 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 honor. I mean, I can honor all men, Father. I can honor all men. I can love the brotherhood. 
Amen. I can fear God. And last but not least, I can honor the king. Whoever that ruler, whoever that person that is over me, I can truly honor them. And this is what the Lord want to see out of us, his people. Amen. Can we stand to our feet as we